0: One man, one mission, to rid the world of low standard and mediocre acting, once and for all. Brian Timoney, the world's leading authority on method acting, brings you powerful, impactful, volcanic acting and business of acting techniques in his special acting podcasts. It's Brian Timoney's World of Acting, unplugged and unleashed.
1: Hi, it's Brian here again, and uh, welcome to uh, to this episode of the World of Acting Show. And I've got Rob with me. Welcome,
0: Rob. Hello, thanks.
1: So, Rob, we are going to be talking about um, one particular actor today. Uh, who's that? Uh, you may have heard of him. Marlon Brando. Oh
0: yeah, oh, I remember him. Yeah. So uh, yeah, of course I remember him, Marlon Brando, man, God. Uh, yeah.
1: So yeah, he was um, one of the
0: best actors ever to walk the planet.
1: Yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, he yeah. was. He was pretty good. Most actually, <laughs> it's funny because I heard Jack Nicholson once say. He said, um, "You know, when he gets together with other peers of you know other actors of of his age and level and stuff like that," and he said, "He said we never talk about who's the best." He said, "Because we all know it's Brando, so."
0: We... What he said? What he said? Yeah. So, and I, I think there's,
1: um, I think there's a, an element of truth there that Brando was a very unique and special actor, and, and I guess that. Um, he was on that wave of method actors and that way of working that was happening at the time that you know we had James Dean Paul Newman uh, um, people of that that first wave, if you like during the 50s of, of actors that were working in a very different way from the way that they had previously and it was to do with um, this method way of working. Yeah. But um but I think as well is that Brando had um you know, he was able to bring a very unique combination to, to acting, with the fact being that he was he he seemed very masculine but also had a very strong feminine side.
0: Absolutely he did, yeah.
1: And um which is very um unique I would say and, and different because
0: um interesting very interesting, very interesting yeah. to
1: watch yeah. um and also he as a man was he uh, was interesting because he had a lot of struggles with the the whole thing about acting he said you know he 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 felt that acting wasn't an, a noble profession in some way he kind of had struggled with the idea of being an actor
0: i think he would have preferred not to have been an actor hmm. had he i mean he he always said that he's just acting while he's looking for what he would like to do in life, while he's looking for what he really wants to do, yeah, in life. Um, but he was just—it—it—it uh, it, seems—it seems a tragedy that if that was true, that he doesn't really—he's not really into it, and he doesn't really want it. He was so good at it. He was so, you know, yeah, the he, best, the best. And um, but uh, oh, I was going to say something. I forgot what I was going to say now. Um, well, what do no, you think about no it?
1: Because yeah. um, I think one of the things that made Brando great. And this is really good to do because I think that when we are ourselves as actors looking at, you know, bettering our craft and getting a bit becoming a better actor, one of the obvious things to do is look at the best actors and and think about what were they, what was their approach, or how did they do things. I'm not saying copying, because we're not going to that would be stupid because we've already got Brando. Why would you want to be another Marlon Brando? But as I always say, we as don't if. have you right, yeah, so. Yeah but we, what's interesting is how do they work and how do they approach things and one of the things um, that I noticed with Brando maybe more than any other actor was the unusual choices I think that Brando went out of his way to find the unusual I think that he he wasn't satisfied with just doing things as it seemed, as it was written on the paper and I'm not talking about improvising here I'm just talking about Improvising even within a structure and I'll give you a little like just one example I mean there's I'm sure we'll talk about more than one example of Brando doing this But one example comes to mind for me was as this um, film um, called the score and He great film Ed Norton. Yeah, yeah, and De Niro as well yeah. isn't it? So yeah. some big hitters in this this film and there's a scene. I think it's towards the end of the film and they're sitting in a bar and I
0: told you about this. Yeah, I think, it, <laughs> yeah.
1: but I always remembered oh, okay, it myself yeah. because yeah, I, yeah. I remember him doing it yeah. and thinking how unusual yeah. it was. So was that he's sitting at the bar and he um, they're chatting, and then the, he has this bottle in front of him, which is kind of an unusual shaped ball. And while they're having this chat, De Niro says something to him that he finds incredulous, or you know off the wall and he picks up the bottle and then he picks up a glass and he he pretends to use it as like one of those old-fashioned American phones you know and uh, he starts holding it to his ear and That's talking right. to the bottle and going oh hi is this the cops yeah come and get this guy because he's crazy <laughs> and I thought that that was very interesting unusual and it was typical Brando
0: it came that came from Brando, that came from his personality, it came from him I don't think, that. how am I going to explain this, I'm not sure that was an actor's choice hmm. I think that was it was nothing to do with Brando acting that was Brando being Brando, that was that, that came from him, it came from you see, I've, I've got a theory, I reckon that even if this is going to be contentious, um, even even if Brando didn't do all the study he did with Lee Strasberg and Stella Adler and, and and people like this. I think Brando would still have made it. I think he would have made it in spite of of of, of whatever he did to, uh, to try and make it as an actor, and not be. I, I think he'd have done it anyway. I, I think, and because it's him, because it's coming from him. it, it it's something about the specialness of the man. That, that, that we're looking at there, I, and there's I, an example. I agree, yeah. but
1: I do think the the technique helped him to become that. Oh, it probably you know, helps him because yeah. like, mm. uh, as we know, the technique allow the method allows people to bring who they are to the technique. It encourages mm. that, it, rather than you pretending to be somebody else not you having you know, said you're that, I don't, to be you yeah having and, said that
0: i don't think that happens for many people i mean it happens for one in a million people whereby they're they're so special that they're going to yeah do it i mean i think
1: it. brando had a specialness you're right that but but uh, that specialness aside what i think find really interesting about brando is the psychology behind what he did was that you know, and and which can anybody can apply actually. Now, I'm not saying that you're all, you know, that everybody out there is going to be as good as Brando because they won't. I mean, I think Brando was one. Uh, we'll maybe never see another Brando. He was so unique. But the thing that you could take away from Brando's work is that you can see that he was attracted to the unusual choice. You know, he's attracted to doing things differently, and I think that that is a lesson. To to every actor, is that rather than just doing the, the obvious, is to look for the unobvious, the unusual, or a different way of doing it. And I think that Brandon was really good at that.
0: Yeah. Okay. And what I'm saying is yeah. that I don't think he necessarily looked for that when he did the thing with the glass and the bottle, for example. I don't. I think it was an instinctive thing that came from his own inner. Personality, his own authentic self. I, I agree. And it, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think that's
1: part of his psychology, yeah, yeah. and I think that he liked being different. And you, but you see mm. this with a lot of great art, artists. Mm. Rob, look, Pablo Picasso mm. reveled in the fact that he used to piss everybody off by being so different. You know, he the establishment at that time couldn't stand his work. They would look at it and go, "It's horrendous," but he created something so unique and different and unusual mm. because. He enjoyed being different. He enjoyed being reveling in, in the fact that he was unu- and the he, unusual.
0: And he probably, it probably didn't bother Picasso, um, you know, or Dali, or, or, or great artists like this. It probably didn't bother them too much if people liked what they did or not. Yeah. They, they sort of, this is what I've got. This is what I'm going to show. It, this is my, my creativity. This is my truth. This is coming from my authentic self. I hope you like it, but if you don't, hey, it's still this is it's still here. But
1: isn't that key? Yeah, I think yeah, that's so yeah, key, yeah. and I think that's what Brando, it, as a great yeah. artist, did as well. It's like he mm. didn't he didn't care whether you liked, to, and I think this is part of, of, developing your own creativity as an artist. Mm. Is that if you're always thinking about what somebody else will like, rather than, or for example, an audience will like.
0: Yeah, I think there's. I, I really do think though that there's a difference between making choices as an actor and acting on instinct just doing it and perhaps not even realize you've done it but just you know yeah if you if you make a choice for me it's a mechanical if you if you just do it anyway it's and you don't even know you've done it. It's on instinct. You yeah,
1: but well, when yeah. when we're talking about choices, it's like yeah. that's where the choices come from. Yeah. It's like you're, you're you're trying different things. Yeah. As in, yeah. you're approaching it and, and leaving things open and saying, "I'm open to trying different ways." And then eventually, maybe looking at all the different ways you've, you've produced and going, you're right. "That one was the most interesting." So maybe we for the production, you know, we run with that one. You know, right. um,
0: in the same movie, the score. Um, there's another scene there that uh, it's... <sighs> I. I've watched it a dozen times, and I don't know what the guy's doing. <laughs> it's, it's like all he does, all Brando does, he's got his, his house in Malibu or wherever it's set. Uh, I don't think it's set in Malibu, but his, his big house. And he's got like a bar. You know where he picked up the glass on the phone that you talked earlier mm. today? Is that the police come and get this guy? Well, he's there. And what he does is uh, it's a scene with Ed Norton. Ed Norton's come in, and Brando doesn't say a word doesn't say a word what he does is he goes to his bar and he, he again the bottle and the glass he he unscrews the whiskey bowl mm. doesn't say a word just goes unscrews the whiskey bottle, puts a little bit of whiskey into the glass puts the top back on the whiskey bottle puts the whiskey bowl down gets some ice in his hand and plonks it into the glass and then sort of stir uh, you know uh, moves the glass to move the ice around the glass in the within the drink and takes a drink of it that's it that's all he does that's it <laughs> <laughs> It is fascinating. You can't take your eyes off the guy. You could watch that man walk across a desert. You could watch him read the telephone directory. I don't know. what What is he doing that is so fascinating there? Yeah. It's, do you know? I uh, don't. Well, <laughs> I think getting, you're right.
1: We're into the realms of... Well, uh, of we've talked about this before, yeah. but magic. It's yeah. like, in, in a way, and I'm not talking about hocus pocus here. I'm talking about... The, the, you know the the, the uh, an aura uh, something that comes from that person deep inside that, mm. that just is so special that you know watching them pour actually a, a that glass. scene was
0: probably one of the best scenes in the movie yeah him pouring that whiskey in, and, and and putting ice in the glass
1: and, and you know what and we're not you know and, and, you know cause <laughs> we're not saying that you know the thing that I'm saying here Rob as well is that I'm not saying that everybody out there could become Marlon Brando right? no because I don't think that I, I think Brando was so unique that he's he was one in a, a quadrillion well, Right, this- but what what is interesting with all great actors is to look at their psychology about how what they what was really going on with them that you could take into your own psychology and you use it for you as an artist that, that, that might help improve your work um if that makes sense
0: yeah it, it makes perfect sense um i mean the thing is i've always said this before i don't think i've said it on the podcast before but i've certainly said it to you and other actors i talk to you see the thing is i believe that it is impossible it can not be done it's impossible to become something you're not to actually become something you're not is impossible you can pretend you can suggest But we don't want pretends and suggestions in acting we want truth and reality fortunately we're many things so um, uh, and and, and Brando so no when you say okay let me collect my thoughts when you say people can't become Marlon Brando of course they can't they can't become Marlon Brando because they're not Marlon Brando they're Joe Blobs or or
1: try to get that specialness that Brando had because that that was his but that's what
0: Brando had yeah you know that's Brando's specialness you can't have that ever because that's Brando's specialness but fortunately you've got your own specialness. Indeed. And you've got and, and and people are many things and so you just you know, it's a case of finding the aspect of yourself that's closest to the role you're doing and blah blah blah. Yeah. And um but you know what? I reckon Brando just did that naturally. I don't think he thought about it. I don't think it, it But you it, see, it that, was I think that's <laughs> even part
1: of the psychology. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that Brando w- got, out of the, got himself out of the way. I mean, Al Pacino <sighs> talks about this There's as well. The phrase, get out of
0: get, your own get, way. Get There's out the of the your phrase. own way. I yeah. think this is what we're leading up yeah. to in a
1: yeah. way. Because like, Al Pacino talks about this a lot. Yeah. And he goes, you know, I, he said, most of the time, I'm just trying to get out of the way.
0: Oh, you've met, haven't you? Yes, indeed. Yes. I've met the man yeah. himself. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And... It's interesting, yeah there's a story around that i'll come back to another podcast but it was quite interesting because every actor has their challenges and so did he but um yeah but one of the things that he he goes on about and he's right is about this fact of trying to get out of the way and i think what he means by that is getting out getting your conditioning out of the way so that and, and trying to kind of be a, a, a vessel for the work rather than trying to inhibit or or, um, uh, you know, sort of constrict your work. He's sort of saying, look, be open, be free, allow yourself, allow it to, to flow through you.
0: As opposed to the other theory, of course, which is embrace your conditioning and use it. Well, that's you know true when it's appropriate. Uh, yeah, absolutely,
1: because yeah. I, I mean, when we look at somebody like Pacino or Brian, you know, there's things that they did that, um, that they did really well because of their conditioning. Yeah,
0: but I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, Pacino, Pacino has conditioning, as everyone has, absolutely, and uh, you know, he hasn't because no one can totally get rid of their conditioning no, because no. if they did they'd totally get rid of their personality and their character and everything about you know yeah and,
1: yeah and, and then, true mm. but i guess it's like if there's part of that condition will inhibit their work oh and if there's negative aspects you work then, you on you know yeah indeed yeah, so it, yeah. um so anyway back to brando one of my yeah. favorite stories about brando <laughs> um was when he was um at acting school um, or at the studio, uh, there's some. He's a very young actor at this stage, yeah. And basically, um, he was in this room full of student actors, and there was a lot of them. And basically, they were given this scenario, right? So yep. the scenario was, you're all chickens, and um, there's going to be <laughs> there's going to be a nuclear holocaust. Isn't that crap?
0: When you I get know, that I know. Dude, I, I, I love this sort of <laughs> stuff. It's like you know,
1: be yeah. a tree or whatever. It's oh like. my. Yeah, which is like such yeah. a waste of time. But anyway, yeah. these things tend to be done um, sometimes, uh, these sort of skills. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so <laughs> Brando, they was told, you're all going to be chickens and um, there's going to be a nuclear holocaust in five minutes. So in five minutes, and there's going to be a, a nuclear bomb that goes off and destroys everything, I oh, know right? what you're going to say. So oh, no, no, they said, right, okay, we'd like you to start that exercise now, right? So <laughs> what happened was, Everybody, apart from Brando, everybody started, yeah, started running around the room, clucking, flapping their wings and mo- running around because they're thinking, I'm a chicken, oh my God, there's a nuclear holocaust coming, what are we going to do? Brando just sat in the middle of the room. He just sat doing nothing. And um, the teacher came up to him and said, um, you know, he said, uh, what are you doing? And he said, He says, what do you mean, what am I doing? He says, well, you know, you know the scenario, you're a chicken. There's going to be a nuclear holocaust. Why are you just sitting there? He said, because I'm a chicken. He said, if there's going to be a nuclear holocaust or not, how would it make any difference to me as a chicken? (laughs)
0: Is it, <laughs> That's right.
1: He said he's absolutely right. It wouldn't change the Chekhov's behaviour at all, would it? But I thought that was typical Brando as well, and having the guts. And this this is the other thing about being different, about being. Uh, well, I'll talk about this in another podcast, but being abnormal, if you like, is the fact that um, Brando had the guts to sit in the middle of the room while everybody else did something different. You know, and I think that takes courage. You know, and I think that you were talking about Brando's psychology or the way that he was, and I think you're right, I think that really goes deep into his way of thinking, mm. was that he doesn't mind doing that, because that's true to him, that's how he saw it. But a lot of people would feel the peer pressure and go, Oh, everybody else is doing this. I better do it. But I think this is a this is what great artists do. They they're not they are willing to go against the grain because it's what they believe.
0: Yeah, perhaps this is a subject for another podcast, but you're right about the peer pressure in, in especially in class, in a classroom situation. Um this is a subject for another podcast actually probably, but uh, I I I've noticed in classes that I've observed. I've noticed that you I don't know whether you think this as a teacher, Brian, but I've noticed that uh, a lot of um students in class will do things in order to please the teacher and yeah. not um to be true to themselves and so full marks for yeah, for doing I, that.
1: I agree I think that yeah. that does and can yeah. happen Yeah, and, and, and I think that actually the teaching has to be very you, you cannot have to be careful about this because mm. you you need to guide and help but also you need to leave people a, alone as well in order to create. To um, be themselves.
0: Yeah indeed. You know. There's um y- I can see we're probably um, coming towards the end of this particular podcast now. We, we so, are indeed. So so I just wanted to give one of my favourite quotes, which was a quote from Brando, which I've told you before, but I'm yeah. going to read it out. I've got this on my business card, this quote. Oh, go on. And um, yeah, and uh, um, your favourite quote is a thing about abnormality. Yeah. My favourite is one that Brando said, and he said of acting, acting is the expression of a neurotic impulse it's a bum's life (laughs) (laughs) but it's true acting is the expression of an erotic impulse i think think he could be
1: right about that and it was quite insightful of him as well um Um, so there we go um brando um, uh, one last thing about brando that i always find amazing there's so many we could (laughs) spend um a lifetime talking about him. Was um, there was you know in the Godfather you I, know because this this people forget this you know the Brando was in his forties when he filmed the Godfather, and um, it's funny because when I see him getting interviewed you know around that time he was he was actually quite a young man, but when you watch that performance
0: he was like a seventy year old y- man. Or yeah, or on that.
1: his way out, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, indeed, and so there we go. Anyway. We could probably spend a lot of time talking about his work, well, maybe but there we'll we go.
0: Maybe we'll do Brando Part 2 on another podcast. We could do, we yeah, could do. Okay, yeah.
1: All right, so All right. that draws a conclusion to this podcast. See you
0: on the next one. Cheers. You've been listening to Brian Timoney's World of Acting. For a full transcript of today's show, go to www.worldofacting.com. We'll see you next time.